wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. Hello, tonight marks a monumental moment in this podcast short history as we finally take this show from Zoom recording to live in studio for episode 34. Welcome everybody to the journey that is full of laughter and shenanigans as we talk everything A7FL Nevada. This is the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. This is the other side of the ball. And as always, I'm the host and tour guide along this journey, Casey Cox. Alongside me as always my co-hosts tonight, it is Chris Vera, the division manager, and Double D, Derek Duncan, the division owner of Nevada. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Doing good, man. How you doing? Much better than last night. <laughs> Much better than last night, <laughs> yeah. you say. Absolutely. Um, glad to be, glad that you are here and with us tonight, Derek. Um, glad I'm as upright always. as well. And Casey, um, you are on TV, so yes. when you're looking down reading, yeah. people see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but tonight, gentlemen, I think the show we want to really start off with is uh, talking a little bit about the 11 through 20 um, that we decided to come up with a little bit. I think we each came up with our own. I think that's a great idea. Before we get into that. What do you think of the studio? Oh man! It I mean, is let's awesome. let's let's not gloss over the fact that we're sitting in this beautiful spot. My man Quan on the uh, not on the ones and twos on the <laughs> comps and putes, <laughs> making us look good. This studio is fire, brother. I, I, sorry, the studio is brilliant. I yes, gotta, it I gotta, is. <laughs> yeah, I'm still stuck there. I'm still stuck fire. there. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't supposed to be on air tonight. But we uh, have one of our guys who couldn't be here tonight, and another guy who will be here momentarily. So I'm filling the void. But I don't want to lose sight of how dope this studio looks. So, oh, it's look, amazing. So uh, I'm amazed. We are going to be here every Wednesday at 530 for the month uh, for tonight and the rest of the month and hopefully into perpetuity. So things go well. We can make a lot of noise with this thing. We're oh, going to yes. stick with it. And walking into the building right now is, is double a dub Alvarez. <laughs> There he is. I don't know if you could hear that sign. He just did the hype horn for you. Okay. What's What's great about that? Did you see the way he looked around? Like, wow. What's good? What's good? (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Double A Anthony Alvarez. How you doing tonight? Oh, I don't think your mic. I don't think your mic was hot. There you go. There you go. Is this heaven? (laughs) (laughs) Right. A studio studio amazing. Right, man. I'm trying to tell you. A quick shout out to the man in the background, Nick Blaze, blazing along. Taking pictures, helping us produce tonight. Uh, I'm going to try to shut up for the majority of the show. I'm going to let you guys ask questions of me if you need it. I'm okay. going to feed you information okay. uh, as a, in my producer role. I don't have the ability to send it to you via text, so I'm just going to say it. 
Okay. But and then you guys don't have to say. Derek said. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Fair I was enough. trying to make Sounds you guys good. look smart, and you keep right. going. Derek said. Well, there were certain ones that I wanted to take yep. credit for, but certain ones I felt no. Derek needs the credit for that because that like, was that was smart. Like so. that's controversial. I'm not saying that came from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a good thing Scott's not here because he'd he'd uh, go ahead and tell everybody who said that. Right. <laughs> for sure. So so as I was saying before you walked in, Dub, I want to start the show off kind of talking about the 11 through 20 that we're trying to build here. Um, I think we each kind of built our own little list. I for so sure. I'm going to help out real quick. So the three on one podcast does an unofficial official top 10 every week. And with that, the rest of the teams around the country don't get talked about except for being the whipping boys of the top 10. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I came up with a concept of developing an 11 through 20 list. No one's going to really care about it except for the teams that are 11 through 20 because they want to see where they feel we feel they rank. So, so a way to get a little more attention on us for the lower level teams, but also a way to force our podcast team here to actually pay attention to the rest of the country. Because we know who the top dogs are right. around the country because we talk about them all the time. But we don't know, you know when the BIC beats up on the Silk City Animals how good Silk City was, except for they were in the top five, right? When they play like the Renegades or the Snow Tribe, we don't really know how they yeah. should be beating them. So we don't know how good BIC is until we start paying attention. Right. So with that, I said I was going to shut up. That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to try to shut up. So so I'll, I'll start with my 11 to 20, and I'll kind of explain kind of how I built it. First, I looked, I looked at record, and I looked at point differential. I tried to look at common opponents, but when looking at who people are playing certain divisions, the competition just isn't there. They're playing themselves four times like, and like the LA division for, one, exactly. for example yeah for example the LA division exactly one of them you know, you know so, to clarify you looked at point differential head-to-head yeah you, you did not look at film well I looked at some film okay. I did but I did a little bit of research but trying to compare common opponents and and where they might look better than this team because they played just didn't really there wasn't a lot there a lot of meat there to actually look at and compare in the way of opponents and the way they measured up I thought um so I went point differential more, weighed heavier more, and a record on mine. You know um, what? But hold on. Let's, let's not do the, your top 20. Tell you why. It'll take a long time for us to discuss the differences between everybody's top 20. Let's do 11 through 15 first. Okay. That way we can talk about those five, and then we can move down and talk about the second five. Oh, yeah. Should we start at 20 and move our way up, or should we start yeah, at 11 so. and work our okay. way down? No, I think yeah. we should start at 20 yeah. and move our way yeah. up. All yes. right. Okay. And, and for me, my... My number 20, I put Santa Monica Vibe at 0-3. They've only played the Aces. There wasn't a lot of competition there for them to look at. But looking at them compared to some of the other teams, they seemed like they had something, at least last week, they seemed to finally put something together when they had a roster show up. And I'm glad you put them there because there's two teams in the Vegas division that you'll see aren't in the top 20. And one of those teams will be playing the Vibe this next game weekend, not this weekend, but May 21st in L.A. Uh, I believe it's the hit bosses that are playing. No, the gold is playing the vibe. Right. So we'll get a chance to see what Vegas's bottom two teams right now stack up against what we are considering a 20th place team. And if they should beat them, we get a better idea of what uh, L.A.'s strength looks like so far versus what Vegas strength looks like. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Um, and I'm going to stop saying I'm shutting up because I'm going to take over this whole show, obviously. <laughs> um, and at, at number 19, I put in the 
Olentangy Volcanoes at one and five from Ohio. Um, they come out of a division that had three teams. Um, of course, they've beaten one team, which everybody might say they should have beaten, but they did it pretty handily, I thought. Um, they got beat by the other two teams in that division that honestly should have probably whooped them, and they did. So that's why I put them at number 19 um, there. So No objection. No. Oh, okay. Well, uh, hold on. Dub. How about you? What are your uh, what's twenty and nineteen for you? I kind of agree with what Casey's trying to say. Okay, well I'm a little different. I put uh, volcanoes at number twenty. Okay. Mm. I put ghost at number nineteen. Okay. And Chris does not have the vibe making his list at all. I do not. So he does not. He's got no, the vibe in the bottom six. So. Okay, and and why did you feel those two twenty and nineteen? You know, watching. Uh, Watching them play a little bit kind of is what brought it up for me. Um, they were competitive. You know, when I'm sitting there watching some games and watching these guys play against each other, I want to see the competition. I want to see scores that are close. I don't want to see blowouts. And I'm a little hesitant right now on the vibe because the Aces blew them out. So I want to take a look at that, take a step back, kind of reevaluate, see what we're really talking about with these games and with these teams, especially with the uh, division they play in. And I'm no objections there. I like it. Okay. So, um, so do we want to officially put anyone at twenty for our podcast, or we want to still vacillate through the top, the bottom five before we move on and actually place them? Well, it's hard not to say the Omegas, just given the fact that their point differential minus three hundred seven, and the fact that they're only six. Well, I think everyone has the Omegas actually into the very bottom <laughs> six, right? Casey, do you have them on your your twenty? I actually did not include the Omegas well, in go. mine so, at all. So, I mean, we're talking gold, pit bosses, Omegas in that 21 through 26. I don't know who the other 20, probably the Crush. The Buzz. They're also on 1-6. Yep. You know what? Yeah, and the I, Buzz are a much better team than, exactly. than, than the record shows. Well, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and, I, I wouldn't say than the record shows, but then those other think, three teams. I think we correlate about. through exactly. these bottom five and then try to up with an official 20 through 15 maybe okay. um, yeah, because my 18 through 15 might make a little more sense to you. try to put this together a little more maybe too as well then why are you holding up at number eight <laughs> at number 18 <laughs> i went with the dc buzz at 0 and 6 there you in go the number 18 spot um it's so, weird to have a 0 and 6 team be ranked right right but they played some stiff competition that's what i was going to say their their division honestly in my opinion the top two toe-to-toe divisions right now Competition and talent-wise, to me at least, seems to be the Northeast and Vegas. Right. So they're no going to hold the most weight, at least in my mind, when you're trying to put an 0-6 from there compared to an 0-3 or an 0-5 from somewhere else where well, they it, don't have much competition at all. It, it doesn't help that the teams at the top of L.A., Ohio, and L.A. Uh, oh, did I say L.A. twice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Florida. <laughs> so, so the other L.A. was supposed to have an F in front of it. F.L.A. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the sunshine state of Florida. Right, right. right. That the top team is absolutely destroying the other two teams or right. the other, in the case of Ohio, other three teams. Yes. So if that's happening, how can you really gauge how good the top team is right. if the rest of the team's under them? To, to borrow a phrase from Big Rob Fabian, a six-pack of ass. <laughs> so if, if they're not coming to the table and giving them anything to even be concerned about, and 
shout out to the ghost and the orange because I think out there they might not have the same situation. I think the nightcrawlers are just that good. It's not that the orange and the ghost are that bad. It's that the nightcrawlers are a legit top five team like the other teams ahead of them that could wax anybody else besides those top five on any given Sunday. So, And and my number 17, and this might be where I get a little bit of flack, I get a little bit of controversy. I put at number 17 the Covington Heist out of Ohio with a 4-1 and record. I put them that low. They've only played teams out of Ohio. It's the teams, the two teams they've beaten, they've played twice, they've beaten them the way they should have. None of them were a competition. The team they lost to was the team they should have lost to, and they got blown out like they didn't even show up that game. Are we so talking about I, the team well, that I figured wants, talking about the team that wants to steal our name? That team? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The Cincinnati <coughs> chaos. Chaos. <laughs> yes. The Wayne City of Cincinnati. Now, how do you spell yes. it with a C? For I, mean, well, I know, I know it's Cincinnati, yeah. but still, man, that's not that's right. not Sin City. Get so, out of here. I'm so just, I, I'm I just upset them, they don't have a team named after spaghetti. So I put this. Right? I put the heist or, or WKRP in Cincinnati. Even though they are four and one, and they seem four and one record wise, they seem to be strong. But again, I looked at the. Two teams that they've been able to beat are the two teams they should have been able to beat, and they beat them twice. Yep. The team they lost to blew their doors off. It wasn't even they didn't, it didn't even look like they showed up that whole game. Right. So so I put them that low because of that alone. That's just not real strong of a division other than the chaos who are in the top ten. So based on you said the heist at seventeen. Do you think the heist? Do you think the pit bosses? Having seen them and what they can bring to the table, what you saw to them last week, and the injury they had with Keuno back, possibly, do you think they are a better team than the Heist, or the Heist is a better team? I think that's a shootout, honestly. Okay, so from what I've seen from the Heist, so possibly that looks like a shootout. So pit bosses, I think we all think the pit bosses after Bartley stepped away and Coach brought new Coach Q brought new energy to them. We feel like they're a better squad now than they were the last game oh, they, that they lost. At. I absolutely, okay. without a doubt, will go on and say that I feel like come fall brawl, oh, yeah. if Coach Q is in charge of that team still, they're definitely going to be. They'll make some noise for sure. A team that, just like last fall brawl, they made noise and ended up winning the championship. I think they'll be right back there in the mix of it. Well, but last fall brawl, Bartley was their coach. Right. And Coach Q coached, co- coached the winless Insomniacs. Right. So... I like I like your spirit. I love Coach Q, and I, I think what he's brought to them is more depth, uh, more structure, and less of the yelling at people and more of the you know wrapping their yes, arms around absolutely. people. And I, maybe the guys respond better to that, and they will play for him in that regard. But I, until we actually see a win out of a Coach Q coach team, it's hard right. to really say what they're going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but I think they'll be better than they had been the rest yes, of the season. Yes, absolutely, anyway. absolutely. All right, well, and then my 16 team, I put the Orlando Ghosts at one and three. Again, okay. they, they're a team out of Florida. They lost to the Nightcrawlers, but they've beaten the other two or the other Florida team pretty handily when they played them. Um, Shout out to there's the not a uh, lot. Parlay podcast with Joey Bate and, and Woody Ness Charles, one, the two guys from the Ghosts. This one to me, I had to sit and think about for a minute because it was hard for me to even go, well, can I put them there? Because there's not a lot of competition to look at. Other than they're playing themselves every week, week in, week out. It's tough so when you have it nothing tough. else to look at. Yeah, yeah. That's Very a tough. fact. So, so well, and the problem is we'll never know because next season that team will be completely different. Oh, obviously, the Nightcrawlers are going to be making it out of the Florida division. 
and we'll, no one will ever play this version of the ghost team except for we're talking about doing a fly to a neutral spot with one of our teams, one of their teams. I told yeah. them to make it an all-star game, yeah. but I don't think that's fair to the Florida teams right mm. now, to be honest. But There's been a lot of talk about how much better Florida w- it was than <laughs> Vegas going into the season. Nobody's really saying that now that we're in the season. So Kind of weird how that works out. And, mm-hmm. and what I looked at... That's why you play the game. Yeah, can't look at paper. Right. No. What I looked at with the ghosts and why I put them there was mainly their point differential looking at other teams I compared them to with a minus 99 differential. And they only have played one more game than the O-Town Orange in their division. And the O-Town Orange with a negative 27 point differential, I just don't feel like one more game O-Town's going to get beat by 72. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, and I think they've beat each other so far. So and Yeah, exactly. Right. So... So with that, I put the O-Town Orange actually at number 15. Okay. Well, seeing as they must be evenly matched since they're just be- taking turns beating each other, yeah. I, got no, I no, got no objection with that. So I went a little bit different on mine. So number 18, I got O-Town. Well, clearly your list is better. Yeah, I feel so. <laughs> I feel like it is. I mean, yeah, right. Do the, don't you said do you had O-Town at 18. O-Town at 18. Okay. Um, I got DC Buzz at 17. All right. And I went... Um, Hometown Hunters at 16. Okay. And then I went Heist at 15. I like so that. I, I moved Heist up a little bit more than you did. Yes. And <laughs> when I looked at their record was one of the reasons why yeah. I moved them up. Um, I felt like uh, DC Buzz, even though they're 0-6, they're still a, uh, a pretty good team. Right. You know, they've shown. Snow Chiba run for their money this exactly. last weekend. Yeah. And they've shown that they can uh, they can hold their own. So I really think that you know, looking back at it, DC Buzz is is a uh, is a decent squad. But Heist to me was um, I had to put them ahead of them only because of one big reason: record. All right, so let's okay. roll back to the conversation we were having about Heist versus Pit Bosses. You've got the Hunters. Was it narrowly above the Heist or the other way around? I had Hunters, uh, below. Hunters below them, right below them. So. I feel that we, we were having a conversation before we started the show today about where the hunters are in the hierarchy of ass. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we feel like Obviously they're in the, top, the top of the top of that bottom tier. Yeah. I think for me, the hunters are a better squad than the heist. Yeah. From what I've seen on tape of both teams, man for man, the talent on the hunters team and their scheme, I think, puts them ahead of what I've seen on tape from the heist. But, but can we also I, can we also agree too that when we're looking at um the divisions, the hunters are in a tougher division than the heist. Yeah. I mean let's yeah. just right. be so, honest. So they're gonna be getting better more rapidly than exactly. the heist. Exactly. And we are we also gotta take into consideration the teams that the hunters have played and especially these last three games that they're that they had the last two and then uh, this last game that they have to play. I mean it they Face the bud saw. Yeah, this yeah. Th- this Vegas division yes. has been just tremendous. It, the fact that we have five teams that literally uh, three of them that we would consider in the upper echelon, right? Mm-hmm. One or two that are at the bottom of the upper echelon or top of the next tier, right? And then the remaining three, well, maybe well, the bottom two, are the only ones that would be in that not so great category right. and probably can't compete in the other re- in the right. rest of the country. And and I'll give credit. To- Chris, and I'll say, like Chris has said, 
this division clearly is an example of iron sharpens iron. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You so, know, I, I will throw something out there since uh, I have biased and after getting my ass beat on uh, RTU's podcast, um, I'll just say it straight out. I disagree with Will Franklin, who said that we're not sharpening iron in our division. I think he's full of shit. Well, it's only that's just me. Well, he only was here for games where it was the top four versus the bottom four. Exactly. Right. It's not yeah. like he got to see, you know, the Force play Sickwitted or the Insomniacs play Kryptonite, where you could actually see that iron sharpening iron. He saw, you know, the top teams in Vegas play the bottom teams in Vegas, and every single one of them was a Mercy Rule game. Well, but I just got to say it the way I feel it. I mean, after... Say it with passion. Yeah. Well, I did. And right. after everything that was said to me um, on that podcast, I don't have hard feelings against anybody. I'm just like, okay, Vegas will show it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my back. I'm I'm not worried about it. But when Will said that, I just, I told him, I said, I disagree with you. Yeah. All right, so let's keep going on the list because mm-hmm. I've, I've got some things I want to drop on you guys, some conversation about <clears throat> where, we put it, where we're putting our guys and then how it yeah. reflects in Vegas versus the Northeast because... So do we right want to now, now the, the the twenty through fifteen official, what we're going to call twenty through fifteen. Yeah, let's make it official. We so, so we um, had some, we had some. You guys, you're obviously your list don't match, right? Dub, who do you think should be at twenty based on what, the conversation we just had? At twenty, yes. yes. So Chris had the volcanoes. Casey had the vibe. The vibe. I got the crush at twenty. You got the crush at twenty. Yes. You got the crush at twenty. Then how come when I asked you, you said no? Because he's making the list now. Oh, God. Okay. My bad. My bad. Dub's like I was in high school. You do your homework work. while you're sitting. <laughs> I right. thought about doing that, but so, I was like, nah, I better be ready for gotta this. Gotta work like my bad. Right. <laughs> so, oh, who do we feel actually right, deserves that? Who, who you got, who, give me okay, 16 through 20. Who you got? I got Volcanoes, Ghost, O-Town, DC Buzz, Hunters, Heist. All right, so that's 20 through 15. Yep. Correct. Yes. And Casey, you had 20 through 15? I had um, yeah, Orange Town or O Town at 15, Ghosts at 16, Heist at 17, Buzz at 18, Volcanoes at 19, and The Vibe at 20. Got it. All right. So. Well, let me give you what Scotty got. Scotty had Omegas at 20, Hunters at 19, Ghost at 18. Orange at 17, Buzz at 16, OTT at 15. That's from the Viking. Hmm, interesting. Except okay. for the OTT one, I, I like Scott's yeah, list yeah, yeah. a lot better than what we're talking about. I, I think, and it's going to play into the conversation we're going to have later, so let's put a pin in that. Okay. Let's do the rest of it, and then we'll develop our okay. actual 20 list, because okay. there's some things I want to talk about okay. after you guys are done with it, because I want right. to challenge your brain on this. Right. All right. Okay. And while you're doing that, I forgot, we're live. We're live on Facebook. And there's probably conversation in the chat. So I'm going to pull up and see how much heat we're getting, okay. if any. Okay. Heat. And, and I'll, I'll start um, with my 14, and I'll just run them down 14 through 11. Okay. At 14, I had the Hunters. Okay. At 2 and 4 in the Vegas division, again, one of the toughest divisions. They've lost to the teams they should have, beat the teams that they probably, probably should have. Yeah, so um, at 13, I put the Rawway Snow Tribe. At two and four again, they're in one of them upper echelon divisions, beating the teams that they should have beaten. Yeah, lost to the team they should have lost to quite handily. Yep. So that's why I put them there. I actually put OTT at twelve, at three and three, 
because I feel like looking at everybody else that I could have put there, OTT would at least compete with them, if not walk through them with their with their level of talent. It's not that they don't have talent. It's they're in a buzzsaw of a division that we've got three really tough teams, and they're the three teams that have beaten OTT. Yep. But yet so, OTT can score. That's, yes. the, that's yeah, the scary yeah, part. That's, they can score from yep. anywhere. And then usually with the clock not running. <laughs> normally, <laughs> <Right>? yes. <laughs> normally, normally. <laughs> Thank you to Mr. Big Play Say Savion Cunningham, right. of course. Right. Um, and then my number eleven is the Kryptonite at four and two in Vegas. Um, and that was my eleven through fourteen. 14. There. Yep. Yeah. So we're kind of on the same page, except I've got uh, at fourteen. I got Snow Tribe um, for obvious reasons, just like you said. Um, at thirteen, I've got OTT. And then I've got one that you didn't have, which is Renegades at number 12. And I've got Kryptonite at number 11. Um, For me, the reason why Kryptonite is at 11 is, um, yeah, they've had a tough road to hoe for the last couple of weeks, but they also haven't had all their players. I want to see them back fully loaded and ready to rock. Once I see that, we'll see if they jump back up into the top 10. A lot of gamesmanship happening right now, too. A lot of these guys understand that their their playoff spot was secure for Vegas versus L.A. Yep. And for those who are watching who aren't familiar with our playoff structure and how L.A. and Vegas are set up, I'm just going to break it down for you one more time. One through four from the seedings in Vegas will stay home and play each other. One will play four, two will play three. If that happened today, it would be Insomniacs versus Kryptonite. And, uh, A rematch between Sick and Force. Course, right? Uh, and then... OTT and the Hunters would travel to L.A. to take on uh, the Vibe and the Aces. So that's the, if the playoffs started today, that would be the setup. The gamesmanship, though, if you're already in that four spot, like the Kryptonite are, and you cannot lose your way down to the five spot and have to travel, do you send out your best guys to play against some of these other teams? Do you worry about that because you know your seating is secure? I mean, you know, it's it's kind of like when you look at the two top teams, had conversations with both coaches. They're still not showing a damn thing. Right. They're still vanilla. Yeah. As vanilla as can be. You know, there's um, certain things. I was, ta- I was actually laughing with Scooter because we were talking about it for a minute. And um, I said, you know, it's funny. You and I see this same game. And I said, no, no safety. And he starts laughing. He goes, yeah. Um, I said, yeah, post. I know. Seen it four or five times in a row. If you can't cover it, why stop? Right. I mean, it was a, what, it was 85-yard pass, 80-yard pass, back-to-back, and then it came back with a 75-yarder. Yeah. I mean, if you can't cover the man, get, it's going to happen to you. You're going to get burned. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Well, I mean, it, it's just a matter of, like we said, you know, if you are seeing something that the defense has given up, take it. And if, you're, if they're not going to do anything to stop it, keep taking it. You know, you don't have to feel bad. Make them, make them make that change. And they sure didn't make the change on defense. So I would have kept doing it too. So rewinding back to what I just said, and uh, shout out to Endeavor, Corey Hammond in the chat. He's basically saying exactly what I said. So you have a big game coming up, Kryptonite versus Forest, right? Yes, yep. absolutely. Kryptonite win that game. They move into the three spot and they take on Sickwitted. They lose yes. that game. They stay in the four spot and take on the Insomniacs. That's a... Is that so? I mean, is there incentive? I mean, let's talk about the that, force. That, I was gonna think the, the force have an incentive. I mean, the force feel like they can beat anybody, but yes. we, I mean, we'll see what happens. But they lost 
by 21 to the Insomniacs. They lost by a touchdown to Sigwood. Correct. Now, both teams would say, both Insomniacs and Sigwood would say they left a lot of points out there. But let's not sleep. The force defense yeah. is grade A. Yes. Like, and well, Insomniac's offense is also grade A plus and sick with it A plus as well. They just didn't have it going that day and left some points in the field. So right. well, I, I think the force is getting better. And I think that people are underestimating them for what they're going to be able to bring right. to the table. And they're like, oh, we're going to blow those guys out again. I, I'm not predicting them to win. The force don't lack confidence. No, no. They don't. They feel like they're peaking right now, and they feel like you don't want to play us right now. Just given their, just looking at their body language the last two weeks, they feel like they're back. They feel and, like they're back. And they could be. Right. Well, and, I guess we'll see, though. And my we question will. was going to be, I mean, not to really put it in a negative manner, but if you're the kryptonite and you do pull off that win against the force, which is likely, I mean, it's not impossible. It could happen. Because they're very evenly matched, I believe. Right. If if everybody shows up for the Kryptonite, they're evenly matched. Let me say that. And that's the question mark. And, that, and that's the, the big question mark, of course. But with that, if you beat the Force, is that if you win that game, is that really a win? <laughs> I mean, it depends. <laughs> I mean, but either way, it's you run into choice. a buzzsaw. Yeah, either one dealer's is be a choice. Right. Yeah. I, I'm going to sit here and tell you, I, if I had to choose if I'm going to play the Insomniacs or Sick, I'm going to stay home. <laughs> I'm not, Good choice. I'm not I, trying to get I, my ass kicked. But. I don't think you're getting any argument here from anybody right. you here. Know, so. I, I just want to point out one thing when I was uh, kind of watching the uh, Insomniacs. I think that the biggest soft spot that they had was a return game. And now with this new kid that they got. Well, and Trey's back. And Trey has returned. Yes, and Trey, Trey has, has returned as well. So, I mean, that in mind, you know, it's almost pick your poison. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, let's let's just say... The Insomniacs have been doing what they've been doing for the last two weeks without one of the best players in the league. Three weeks, right? I don't know. It's been at least yeah, it's been, been gone. Three weeks. It's been gone a minute. <laughs> He's been yeah. gone a minute. Right. Yeah, more than a least minute. Two and weeks, definitely made his impact felt again on Sunday for yes, sure. Yes, he did. Right. Yes, he did. Just interesting. Uh, lots of yeah, great things right. to talk about. All right. So and let's. Uh, did Vikings send you the rest of his? And yes, he did. I was going to say real quick. Go ahead. I actually, for whatever reason, didn't have the Renegades written down here. I feel like if I would have, I actually would have had them right there with you in 13 instead of the Snow Tribe. Yeah, they definitely believe, belong in so, the, uh, the yeah. 11, 12, 13 conversation. I, I, just, I made the mistake and forgot, however, to write them down in their record down. So, yeah, and I'm going to say 12 they would definitely be there. just because I don't want Vince to punch me in the face. I'm going to be honest. I, I got a lot of love for Vince, and I know he's got a ton of love and respect for me, but I, I'm pretty sure that I'll I feel lose like him in that, a fight. I feel like <laughs> Renegades OTT would be a good matchup at two, three, and three teams. That's well, and, just the way I feel. Still feeding into the conversation I want to have when we get done here. So uh, let's hear... Dubs list and Vikings list, and then we can get into the meat of this and then figure out our, our real 11 through 20. All right, 14 got the Hunters, 13 Renegades, 12 OTT, 11 Kryptonite. Viking has, he's got Kryptonite. I want to say it looks like the Snow Tribe, the Heist, and the Renegades. Wow. So his old team, he's got ranked lower. Yeah. Man, Vince is going to hit him. That's probably face. why he's <laughs> said that he's a free, a free agent, agent and right? is entertaining three teams and Kryptonite wasn't one of them. And running away. Right. Right. So so now that we've laid this out there, I, I want to talk about the seating and positioning and where you guys put people in this. Because there's one thing that came out on this podcast that you were on with RTU. Shout out to RTU and the Real Talk yes. University podcast. That was a very exciting show. Thank you, Chris, for bringing all the heat and energy. He, Chris was hyper-focused on 
teams coming to Vegas to play. But yeah. I think what everyone was saying is you got to beat one of us first. And I look at their bottom two versus our bottom two, and I think that their bottom two is stronger than our bottom two. I think the Buzz and the Omegas would hand, handily beat the pit bosses in the gold going into this last week. The new look pit bosses, maybe not. Had the pit bosses had this roster the whole time and this would, energy the whole time. I would still time, say you're probably right. Though, may, maybe at not. At this point. But mm-hmm. I think the, the buzz and the talent that they have and what they have the capability of doing, I believe, would be better than both those teams. And then the Omegas also coming into their own at the end of the season. They, they're starting to do some things and make some plays on the field that they weren't. Their, their players are starting to show up. They're built. They're still building through this season, where the gold and the pit bosses are decreasing through the season. And right now, I think both those teams are better than our bottom two. However, when you start to get to six through three with those divisions, you've got the Rahway Snow Tribe at number six in the East, and Renegades the Hunters at, five. at number six in the West. Yeah. I think right. that those are pretty evenly matched teams. I would give a slight <laughs> nod to Rawway simply because of their history in the league and the veterans they have out there that understand A7 football a little bit better. And I don't think that the Hunters' pass rush is enough to slow down the Snow Tribe. They're, the Vegas pass rush is ridiculous at the top. At the bottom, they're, they're laying back and catching. They're laying back and catching. They're not rushing there's a lot of this and standing around instead of trying to get at the quarterback, and I don't know why. Like, we, we came from elite pass rushing teams back in our day, so it's kind of hard for me to even understand. Like, that is your biggest advantage. You can put – you see who's across the, the line from you, and if he's a big, strong guy, you can put a little speedy guy underneath him and work him all day. If he's a big, speedy guy, you put a slow guy there and try to bu- bully him backwards and – eat up him so someone else can get around. So, But I don't think they're taking advantage of those things. They're not looking at the matchups and doing those things. And once they start to figure that out, once the lower teams in Vegas start to figure that out, they will start to rise up to that middle of the pack, like the OTTs and, uh, gosh, is our, only middle of, uh, is our only middle of the pack team? The, I mean, the Hunters. OTT have, and Hunters yeah, are yeah, the, yeah. the middle OTTs of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, realistically speaking, when you look at them too, I think it's Coach's philosophy. You know, when we're sitting here talking about it, if you've got two offensive linemen, they're only rushing two. It's always two against two. I don't know why a coach wouldn't overload a defensive line and go after them. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's what he does on every play. Exactly. And I think that that's what's missing in some of them is that we're looking at teams that are like, well, if, they're, if they've only got two offensive linemen and, we've, and they've got uh, three wide receivers, we're going to match them. Why? You know, huh. take your safety out of the middle put a rush on them and make that quarterback make a play or do zone or do zone man. So you have a safety, you have safety. Exactly. I was going to say one team I think we've seen in Vegas do that is OTT where if they put two up OTT brings three or four every time and tries to rush them and tries to get to the quarterback instead of we're going to match you man for man. Well, the insomniacs be rushing four and five because you can't contain AJ and Mr. McWilliams because someone's going to get free. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you let one of those guys go free, it's, bad news yeah. for your it's, they had fun bad. all day it's a party in that backfield oh, all yeah. day for like them. If, you can't, yeah. if you don't know where 20 and 10 are it's going to be a long day because someone is going to feast and feast mightily well and i mean when you look at some of the uh, teams that we're talking about so when i go to kryptonite same thing they're looking to rush three or four and um 
you know, I was, uh, I'm, I'm joking with him, but my nephew, Dom, Dom Smith, is probably one of the better rushers for kryptonite. He's a pretty fast guy. If you guys know who I'm talking about, number eight. Um, love him around the corner. I mean, you if you don't get a hand on him, kiss your quarterback goodbye. I mean, we've got some real studs that come out and play defensive line on some of these teams. And what I've seen so far when I've been watching film with some of the other guys, um, I think that's the biggest difference that I've seen with some of these lower teams. Um, watching DC Buzz when they were playing, they've got some big guys. They don't have a ton of speed with that defensive line. I don't know if you guys have watched right. some of their games, yeah. but that's what I've noticed. And so I've, I notice a lot of their quarterbacks, a lot of the quarterbacks that they play against that have speed are running by them. And I think that's their probably their downfall. But, I mean, when you look at our quarterbacks and – or, excuse me, our linebackers and our um, defensive lines, almost all the top teams have speed on those defensive ends. Speed and, and power. Yeah, and they're looking – I mean, they're they're feasting because – they're running right through the blockers. And not even just at the defensive end position. At no. the nose position on yeah. defense, too. You bring somebody like Mac. Mac, <laughs> Big Usayal on, yep. on sick with it. Yes. Dude, those guys. There's, there's several. And there's two or three good-sized Us on, on, sick, with on sick with it that can fill that position. When you can run that fast and you're a big boy, be be afraid. And be we, saw him, afraid. we saw him pick up a ball and run it to the end zone yes. this past weekend. <laughs> In the run game. <laughs> big yeah. boy from big Vanderbilt. Big man with yeah. football. Yes. <laughs> Better so. to get out of his way than to be in it. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I saw a couple of um, guys make some business decisions, yeah. too, when yeah. he was running the ball. Oh, yeah. Every oh, yeah. week. <laughs> Every week. They, they do this little... Yes. That, that is yes. that is SEC yes. Vanderbilt trained aggression, and they know that, and they go business decision. It's thank like, you. do I want to get popping a concussion or live for the next play? I'll live to the next play. Thank you very much. Right. Well, I think it's either that or they don't want to hear the sidelines. Ooh, right. You know, right. So, so. looking back at the list, uh, I like Kryptonite and Renegades and OTT at the top of that list for for that next three. Yeah, I don't know that there's anybody else that maybe should be in those three and you can pick your order i i definitely think kryptonite's better than ott yes, so I, I think ott needs to be in the 13 spot yes uh, i do think the renegades are better than ott and i think they're on par with kryptonite yep. Just, but then you look at the games that they played they got donutted by the watchman yeah kryptonite will never get donutted by anybody so if they have anything to do with it they won't no so no. <laughs> So for that, I'm like, okay. I think Kryptonite goes in the 11 spot. Yeah, I say yep. Kryptonite 11. Renegades at 12, Renegades 12. I would agree with that. Yep. OTT, OTT at 13. Yep. And yep. OTT at 13, above the rest of these guys, because I think that's where the hierarchy of the upper echelon ends. Like yeah. OTT is the last team Lose. in that higher echelon, and nobody knew they were going to be that going into the season. We thought they'd be the middle of the pack guys. But G Heard learning how to play the quarterback position. Savion being used on offense on screen passes like he should have been. Yes. And Savion hitting people over the top every now and then and actually being able to track a ball now. That's something that wasn't part of his game last fall. Yeah. So some of the things they've been doing, him being on the, on the field a little while longer, Savion is turning into a better player than he had been just sheerly from being in this league and having iron sharpen his iron. Yep. Well, we knew the talent was there. And sometimes being in the booth, we would question, why are they not utilizing more? Why is he just returning that's it? And now the last three weeks, as you pointed out, running he's, back, he, he's you know 
going the go routes. He's doing the digs. He's you know going deep and whatnot. So add to that, he could be very dynamic come fall brawl. He might be become a totally different player in fall brawl. Yeah, and if fall brawl goes indoors, it's going to be harder for someone like Savion because he won't have the room to get around the edge that he does currently. That field's going to shriek down to yeah. 85 feet wide, where right now we're, six, we're what, 44 yards, that's 121 feet. So losing 50 yards of room to get around is going to be a detriment to anybody who's a returner except for guys like Oakley and uh, Scooter who do a return because they're going bullet bill right in the middle, like, try to figure me out. (laughs) That's why I think it's good that OTT has figured out how to use Savion, though, if it does go indoors for fall, more at running back, wide receiver, and even at quarterback. Because he is one of the guys that definitely uses the sideline to his advantage. Yes. Because once he hits the angle with that speed, he's gone. So... That's a very good analogy. And I think indoors, the cuts will be a little easier for the guy who's running the ball. You had a lot of guys slipping out in the Vegas heat yeah. on, on that turf. Like, I don't care how good of shoes you have on that type of astral turf. When it gets over 90 degrees, it you gets need, slick out there. You need a tin black tire. Right. You almost need to have some tar <laughs> on the bottom of your feet. Yeah. To make sure you don't slide. Because there, there was a lot of turf monsters on uh, Sunday yes. for sure. Yep. Well, I saw a lot of broken ankles. But anyway. yeah. <laughs> you guys can call them turf monsters if you want. So Chris has his list with the way that I think 11 through 13 would be. That is Kryptonite, Renegades, OTT. Yeah. I have a hard time moving Snow Tribe out of 14. I'm just saying. I have a hard time moving them. I I don't say that. uh, So let's talk about the next three because this is the the comps we were talking about, right? I I have the heart. Just like you with Snow Tribe out of 14. Of course, I didn't have the Renegades in my list because I somehow forgot them out of everybody. You forget the Renegades. How do you do that? Only Casey Cox will do that, of course. <laughs> and I promise so. you, you're catching shit for it. Oh, I, oh, I know I am. I always write them in now. I'm write them in now. I, I'm used to it, but but I have a hard time moving the hunters out of 14. See, I, that's so we talked how do you about compare this the two times ta- beforehand. Teams. The hunters, top of the bottom. Yep. Yep. Snow tribe to the east, of the top of the bottom. Yeah. I think head to head, the snow tribe today, a better team. So for me. Not saying that I'm the end all be all in this, oh, but yeah. I would put the snow trap above the hunters just based on experience. Well, can we say this? We should have said it at the beginning. This is what we think. Yeah, this, this is, is what our we opinions. Think our opinions. It's but not it, in stone. But it's the unofficial. Jeez. It's the unofficial eleven through twelve. It's yeah. got to be the unofficial real. official. It's, it's the unofficial official <laughs> eleven through twelve. Well, the way we <laughs> see it, anyway. Right. It's not the coach's poll. Yes, and please don't cry over it. So, Dub, what's your input on that? Do you think uh, snow tribe or hunters there? At 14. Or heist. I mean, who, who do you have at your uh, your 15 spot, Casey? I have the orange, O-Town Orange. Okay. At 15. All right. Man, it got quiet. Right? I would put Hunter's 15, heist 14. Okay. So Wow. Okay. Well, I have uh, Snow Tribe 14, heist 15, and Hunter's 16. Hmm. So, gosh, the, yeah. I think they're all three the same team. I think I think they are too. But I, honestly, if I, from what I've seen out of the heist, I think the hunters could take the heist any given Sunday and handle. I think it would be something. a game. I think it would definitely for the first be a half. Game. Yeah. For the first half, and I mean, when but I've, that second half, I think the hunters would run away with it. Okay, so let's take a look at this and say it this way: If Snow Tribe is number fourteen, then we can make an argument that it's hunters or heist yeah. at. 15 yep. and 16. I'm good yeah. with that. Yeah, I'm so, good with that. So, I mean, if that's the case, 
and we're saying that they're pretty close to being the same team, does it really matter? I say all three of them. But okay. I give the Snow Tribe the nod just based on them having those vets, them having an outstanding O-line, an outstanding D-line. I think matched against either of those two teams, they're going to work both of them just based on their line play. Let's right. start there and, yeah. and the yeah, veteran yeah. leadership. Absolutely. So yeah. then what's the argument? The yeah. And yep. how's our argument between Heist and Hunters? I mean, for me, Heist is four and two. Hunters are, what, two and four? Two and right. four. So we, we say that they're pretty much the same teams, which is fine. But if I'm going to look at it, I've got to give the heist just a little bit more of a nod, just a little bit more. So that's why I put them at, at uh, 15 and kept Hunters at 16. Um, you know, argue with me. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. The so Hunters are from Vegas, so they're better. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. the, I, I was going to say the, hunter, the Hunters are definitely playing a harder division. Well, I, and, I, was, I was looking at mm-hmm. it this way. I didn't want to be a homer. All the way through, right? So, no, and, and I, I was being honest with I myself, was, and I was, I was looking at them play, and I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna put Heist ahead of the Hunters. I just, I, just, I well, wasn't let, impressed let add, with what I saw from this. the Heist. Right. So, in your yeah, imaginary, in your imaginary, in your imaginary lineup between those two, mm-hmm. and Dylan Davis is playing, do you still have the Heist for the Hunters? Uh, no, because I think Dillard Davis is a difference maker. I agree. Yep. Yeah. That's just me. I mean, he's probably the best athlete they have on their team. And he's going to hurt you in return game. He's going to hurt you on defense. He's going to hurt you on offense. So I also took that into consideration. And he's supposed to be out the rest of the season. Yes, but, you know, they're Which making is, the playoffs and we're sending him to L.A. So maybe he might, you know, find, find a way to make it onto the field. And yeah. we could potentially see him against the Aces. And uh, Dillard Davis uh, included... Hunters versus the Aces is a whole different game. Yes, it is. You have somebody who can stop Billy Mallard on yeah. the three-on-one, right? Yeah. If Dillard's out there doing the three-on-one coverage, I don't think Billy's taking it to the house every time like he did, like he has been. No. I'd, I'd agree with that. So, so with that no. being said, I'm keeping mm. Hunters at 15 and keep – or, excuse me, Heist at 15 and keeping Hunters at 16. All right, so I'm going to just throw a wrench into, your, to, into all this just to, for a conversation. Okay. Do we really think the Heist are better than the DC Buzz? Just had to throw it in there, didn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're here on a podcast to. talking about yeah. shit nobody cares about. We might as, well, <laughs> might as well go all the way, right? I, I mean, but there are 13 people watching. Thir- 13, uh, and, wow. and hello to it's, those 13 people. Right. Thank you for being here with us. You ask that question. In my actual list, I had the heist at 17 and the buzz at 18. So you had them evenly matched. So I had them pretty evenly matched. I had them pretty evenly matched, but the heist winning that because they were a little more impressive on film to me than DC has been. Yeah, and I mean, I had the buzz at 17. So, I mean, we're right there. Snow Tribe, Heist, Hunters, DC Buzz. All right, so Buzz, by virtue of not winning a single game this year, we're going to leave you where you're at, even though your team and your players should have you about 12 or 13 right now. Your performance has you at 17 so far. Yep. Any objection to that, guys? As Bill Parcell says, you are what your record is. If we're moving, they are what we thought they were. Exactly. If we move the highest up, if we move the highest up into that position, then yeah, that makes sense that the buzz would be in that 17 position. Okay. Yep. So, just a review. So we've got Snow Tribe 14, Heist 15, Hunters 16, DC Buzz 17. Yep. Okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. No objections. For me, I've got O Town. Ghost, volcanoes. All right, so let let's look at the level of disrespect we've given to the Florida division at this point. Yeah, they have one team that's in, in the top seventeen. 
Yeah. Don't they only have three teams? Correct. Yeah, they only have three teams Night in their Crawlers, division. Orange, I mean, and the Ghosts. Well, I mean, Nightcrawlers are, are three by far the best team in that division. Yeah, um, by far. Last year's champion. O-Town almost, and Ghost. Almost made it to the Final Four. Okay, but isn't uh, the, aren't the Crawlers r- ranked in the top ten? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we we're actually got all three of them covered. Yeah. Absolutely. But how much disrespect are we giving to the Florida division, who we've, who we've been told will be the first division outside of the East to win a championship by multiple times, by multiple pundits within our league. I guess we'll see. So the answer is they've got one team that has a chance and the rest rest of the division isn't what it needs to be. Exactly. Well, I mean, I think so. At the end of the day, we have three teams, four teams that could be competitive at the end of the day. They have one. Definitely three for sure. I say four. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, I would agree with the four. Of course, hype it up. People tell, me, people tell me I'm on the Kryptonite's nuts, and they might be right. I think we've got four teams that, yeah. that compete at that top 12 level all day long. And yeah. yeah, I think a full, let's, let's be real, a full roster of, the, of Kryptonite oh, would, be, deadly. Yes. would be the fourth team. Yes. I yes. mean, let's, let's yes. not, you know, they shy might even be the if, if they were a full roster every week, they may even be second or third. I think they'd still be <laughs> in the top 10. Absolutely. I definitely think a full roster of Kryptonite would have given the Insomniacs a better game for sure. Yeah. Oh. They would, have not, they, would have, they would not put up just six points against the Insomniacs. No. I think a Kryptonite team with the Viking and KJ Burrell healthy the whole season is a completely different squad. Oh. I know absolutely. Vikings not probably not going back, but man, even I would though we, love to see what they're doing. Even though Casey hell, yeah. and I love having mm. the Viking in the booth with us, we, I know his heart is to be on that field, second the quarterback and throwing him down real hard. It is oh, my intent I mean, to have him, Corey Hammond, and have him yeah, be on I, the field for his games and in the booth for was, the rest of them. I was going to say I've already Corey been in, been kind been of in his ear myself his ear. about about Love you, doing the doing the player slash broadcaster role because having him in the booth has been oh, it's been a joy. tremendous. It has yeah. been a joy. Having, I have an idea. Ha- having you both in the booth has been absolutely tremendous this season. We should mic him up and have him do the show. <laughs> While he's playing, <laughs> I'm pretty go. sure he will be all for it. I don't doubt that one second. Man, we, we, have have him, the we have to wave him from suspicion <laughs> if we're going to do that. Though. <laughs> well, we, just have to, we just have to get the sensor, bu- sensor buttons ready because there's going to be a whole lot of beep, 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 beep. You beep, know what? Just, just give me a damn microphone. I'll be on the sidelines. I'll talk to players. I'll give you guys live shots. That's, that's a great idea. That's yes, a damn is. good idea. I mean, that's yeah. not going to be that difficult. And I'll make sure that we're not catching yep. any kind of and flack for anything live that is being sworn right. around us. We'll make sure that it's it's quiet and that the guys aren't saying things they shouldn't be. And we're going to cut down to Chris Vera on the field. You motherfucker, take it off. Please stand <laughs> by. This Have my hand test. over the microphone. I'm really this sorry about that, guys. This is a test of the emergency broadcasts, and please, this is only a test. Right? Right. <laughs> so I, I'm watching the chat, which is all Corey Hammond all day long. Like, there's the last nine, co- ten comments. Of course. Are, Corey, Corey Hammond has to be in the middle of everything. And then Scott, Ham- uh, Scott Hamilton. But Hello, Scott. So, What's up, Scotty? One of the Scooter. things that Corey said, which I think could be said about the kryptonite, I think could be said about OTT, and I think that could be said about a lot of teams around the country, is if the Omegas had their full roster the entire time, they would be a different team. 
Oh, absolutely. absolutely. But I want to go on record as saying, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> that shit doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, you, you, oh play with what, you play with what you got. You play with what you have. And again, you are what you're Or you play with what you got. And Dub had to say that. This is a football If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. You play with what you got. In some rosters' cases, they're well, playing Iron Man ball. Iron Man ball. So. Absolutely. Well, I mean, right. let's let's finish this thing off. Okay. We, so, we, so the bottom of the list is going to be where we yeah, have the contention, exactly. which is why I want to do it. Why I wanted right. to come back to this. So, okay. My my eighteen through twenty is Buzz Volcanoes vibe. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Mine is O Town Ghosts and Volcanoes. Volcanoes, Ghost, and Crushes. My eighteen through twenty. Pretty close. Just thinking about it off the top of my head, because I did not prepare a list because I was supposed to be producing right. and, and just challenging you guys. Absolutely. Uh, that's tough. So you already so the buzz have already been we've decided they're at seventeen, so they're no longer part of the conversation, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, so then I have the volcanoes and vibe nineteen and twenty. And I know the O Town Orange just beat the ghost. But the ghost beat them earlier in the season. I think, for me, those two flip-flop, and I don't put the Volcanoes in the 20 spot. I think the vibe, the building vibe, and how the, the show they put on versus the Aces this last go-around, how they're starting to figure things out, they looked like they had oh. way more meat on the bone. What was the score? I watched, was it was uh, 56 to 32 or something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, a it very was good game, and game. I watched the film on that, and that's why I... What was well, the after score? I saw that, I went, wow. When, when O Town played Ghosts, what was the score? The finals, anybody know? 46 25. 46 25. And then the other one was something similar, I think. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is because they haven't played any teams well, that are common. But let's get it. Let, watching film, mm-hmm. watching a little bit of film myself, but having the three on one podcast guys that watch a ton of film put the aces at 10, and that's who the vibe competed with and that the, final the, score the was orange, 53 to 32 yeah the orange and the ghost weren't playing a team like the aces the vibe was that's why i'm like hmm mm-hmm. so, I, so basically so, you're saying that you would go with o-town ghost and vibe i would say i'd say vibe o-town ghost okay that's for me though i'm not the mm-hmm. end all be all just okay. just You'd looking looking in. at where the vibe who the vibe just played and the team that they got beat beat by is ranked. Right. They put on a better show right. last week than either of those two teams. You'd put them above. Yeah. Then. But that's me. Like in the 18. Yes. I'd be. I'm, most of my teams that were right there above them have moved up. So. And shout out to Casey for uh, actually including the vibe in his list where Chris didn't. So people say Casey doesn't watch these goddamn games. He watches. <laughs> I watch. I just don't always show that I know how to prep. My bad. <laughs> that, look, what you've done the last couple of weeks have been has been fantastic. We're on, we're on to something. Especially your openings the last uh, two games you did spot on. Thank well, you you. missed his opening here. It was actually pretty good. Dad gummit. You have to go back and watch it. <laughs> See what happens. Dad gummit. You know. See what happens. All right. So when so you're late. are we going to call this official? Or Dub, do you have some input that might change this up? Because we haven't had a lot of input from you on this these bottom three. See official unofficial. Well. Are we going to make this unofficially official? Unofficially or official. Unofficial? <laughs> unofficially like officially to third, unofficial. To, 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 to the third degree. Right. Um, I don't have no agreement. I agree with everything you said. Right. So let's, let's put a stamp on it. 
All right, yeah. so Chris, I screwed up your list. Are you okay with the vibe at seven at eighteen? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I put the yeah. volcanoes on there because of uh, a couple of reasons. Um, watch their games, and I haven't seen one of the vibes games yet. I'm not going to lie. Um, was not one that I watched, so I probably have to uh, do a little bit more homework. I spent the last two days uh, working and watching the games in the background. Um, it's been interesting. It's I'll been just, interesting to watch some I'll of I'll just say games. this. Go back and watch the first two Vibe Aces games and then compare that to the last one, and you'll go, oh, my gosh, the Vibe with a roster? Yeah, so <laughs> the, fir- the first game was guys who had played seasons before. They got their asses handed to them and said, you know what? No, I think some guys got their asses to them. Some guys got injured. They got new leadership, came back the next week, and were way more competitive, but the score was almost the same. Yeah. And you could see that there were, just like the pit bosses last week, you could see that there was a different energy, right? They, they, there was no quit in them. They, no. There wasn't, they weren't, weren't playing get out of here ball. And they showed that coming back this last week. Like, no, we're here to compete and we're figuring this shit out. So, Pay attention to us. We're going to be somebody someday. We're, I'm going to be like you when I grow up, and I'm growing are, up fast. Are we? Are we trying to have a? Are they going to have, try to have a fall brawl out there Definitely. in Cali too? Definitely. If, oh, if then, they don't play in their own then, fall season, oh there will be traveling to, to oh, Vegas. Then, oh then, wow! Then then I'll say, come next. If they keep that squad of people, come next spring, the vibe. Oh, and is they're right building. up there. Yes, and, and they're building. Mm-hmm. There's two other teams building in LA yes. too for the yep. fall. Yeah. So the Hollywood. So, shout out to the Hollywood Heroes and, and the Renegade. Long Beach Regulators. City. Regulators. Mount up. So the question is, on the Aces, because I haven't seen them play, except for the first season when they came to Vegas, and they look pretty good. So I'm curious on what they have got now. Uh, that's a little bit different from what they had in that first season. I don't believe there's a lot different. They got a couple new guys. Couple, uh, they got they got a new wide receiver that is a bit of a burner, but the the team is and has been Billy Mallard. Hmm. He he's the coach captain. He is their return guy. He's virtually unstoppable. The straw that stirs the drink. Right. He, he is. He's basically there's the LA. Cunningham. Well, he's the LA comp of let's say Hollywood uh, Ashanti Worthy. He's he's the LA comp for that. Uh, way more history and football IQ than Savion. Probably equal. Probably equal talent. Maybe Savion has the nod and speed from from what right. I see on tape. I haven't. Right. I've only seen it live a little bit. I've been studying Savion because I I think he's the future. Well, we so saw I, live once or twice last season, right. last fall. That was it. So right. All right. Well, so list done and dusted. Good job, guys. Chris, why don't you go ahead and count them down since you since you recorded? So from bo- bottom to the top, please. Bottom to the top. All right. So at number twenty, we got ghosts. At nineteen, O Town. Eighteen, Vibe. Seventeen, DC Buzz. Sixteen is the Hunters. Fifteen is the Heist. Fourteen is Snow Tribe. Thirteen is OTT. Twelve is Renegades. And number 11 is the North Las Vegas Kryptonite. Perfect. All right. I'm happy with this list. So let's talk about who didn't make the list. The Crush? Yeah. Hunters? No, sorry, not Hunters. Gold? Gold. Gold. Pit Bosses? bosses. Volcanoes? Who are we missing? There's two Omegas. 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 Yeah. Who, who we probably did them dirty. I think I think the Omegas would likely. No, I'm good there. I'm good there. The Omegas haven't showed up with that full squad yet. If they ever yeah. did, 
they, they belong much higher right. than that. But well, until you prove my, you can show up with a my, full an, roster, my auntie uncle says no. We, 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 we've seen it. We've seen it in all through A seven, at least Play in Nevada. Balls. Watching when you don't show up with a full roster and you can't show up with a full roster week to week to week, you're not. You have no chance, unfortunately. Iron Man football <laughs> stuff. Do you remember really that is. last season? I was. I'm sorry, I didn't no. catch you. I'm good. No. The last season we played together, Chris, when I when I was part time before I stepped away, I was the head, I was the you know offensive coordinator and uh, quarterback of our Lexus of Las Vegas team. When I was there and we were all together, literally unstoppable. Best team, best team in the league. When I wasn't there, Derek was a much better quarterback than me, but he didn't call the same plays, so we were out of sync. And that following season, because I was still traveling so much, I was like, look, let's make Derek the starting quarterback. I'll go play offensive line. So when I'm not there, everything's in sync. We're running Derek's playbook, not, not mine. And we were, I think we won the championship that season, right? We did. Yeah, so it's the, the ability to have consistency at the quarterback position, the ability to have consistency in the playbook and have everybody know what's happening around you is equally as important to the talent you're putting on the field. And I think a lot of guys forget that when guys are taking games off, I had to for work because I was traveling. I'd say it was work, but I was vacationing. You're having fun, <laughs> living but, his best life. Absolutely, but but there's something to be said for that. And I, for that, I want to say, Omegas, you probably deserve there if you guys could show up every week, but you guys can't show up every week. So until then, you're in the bottom. You're you're in the dungeon with everybody else. Well, I mean, let's be real about the uh, teams that we put in here. You know, all the teams that we put in here have shown something. All the teams, we, we've talked about some of the players. We've talked about some of the things that they've done and what they've shown. So we can't sit here and say that um, we're doing them dirty. I mean, we, we can all come to the consensus that if they had their full squad, it'd be a different record. And then they'd probably be in this uh, top. They'd be in the uh, 11 through 20, right? And they might even be in the top 10. you got a good point there. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got to take it where we're taking it right now as an overall because we have to look at it as a, um, you know, the whole league, not just our division, not just one division. So I'm kind of, you know, I feel good about this. I know we'll catch flack for it. I mean, well, equally important, our opinion doesn't fucking matter. No, well, <laughs> no it doesn't. It's just here's, guys here's the realization. <laughs> if we're going to be honest here, here's the realization I've come to finally. And that is, it doesn't matter what the fuck I say, I'm going to catch flack for it. So I just right. say it and don't give a damn. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it could be worse. You could be light-skinned. Because, you know, light-skins get blamed for everything. I do. Bro, why you got to do that? Because it's the truth. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it happens. And there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. See? So, uh, so before we get off of this, yes. I want to have our panelists come to the table and really discuss something that has some meat to it. Uh-oh. And that is our top five versus the Northeast top five. Ooh. Mm. So, I mean, okay. just to put them... I didn't even do a top five. Well, no, no, it's, it's <laughs> just by, by record, by, by standing. So okay. I'm going to tell you. So okay. number five in the East is the East Orange Renegades. Three and three. Number five in the West is OTT at three, three and three. Yeah. Ah. Oof. Unfortunately for my Vegas guys, I yeah. think East Orange has a little more to bring to the table in structure and construction of roster. And I think head to head on a neutral site, the Renegades take that game. I think in Vegas, I have no argument with that. ODT takes that game. Oh, but well, neutral because, site or in back east, I think the Renegades win it. Well, because in Vegas, you're dealing with this dry heat and nobody knows how to come to Vegas and deal with that. The vibe showed that last spring. Right. Showing up in all black, but that's me. You, you guys, are you <laughs> smartest on the, thing to do? Are you guys on the same page for yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I feel that. 
Absolutely. All right, so number four out west, kryptonite at four and two. Number four in the east, Silk, Silk City, the Animals Silk at four and two. Silk City's lived in the top ten this entire, this entire season. They gave some of the best teams in the country a big run for their money, but then got worked by some others. Same as Kryptonite. They are virtually the same, the same, the same team, team with the same result. However, Kryptonite battle-tested from the fall. Maybe want to give them a little nod, but Silk City has Huff. So for me, again, I'm giving I, the East a nod. I was going to say, I think with the, with the IQ of Huff, it's right. Game automatically that gives them just a little bit of an edge. I, I, I think, think it would be a hell of a game. Yeah, possibly going into the fifth quarter, going overtime. But well, I would right. like to see it with a full squad from exactly Kryptonite. Yeah, right. Because that, that could be a difference maker yes. too. With KJ Burrell on the team, yes. it's it's different. Yep. They're gonna, they're going to probably put up two returns well, and make it real tough. Him so, him at DB, they're going to lock up a couple guys and make sure that he, they don't see the ball. Let's, yep. And let's not fail to mention the Kryptonite are of course the masters of the back stack. Right. They're they're one team that can almost execute that perfectly every time they step on the field with that set. I haven't seen another team be able to run it as accurately as the Kryptonite. The Insomniacs have tried. They've done pretty well at it. They've gotten pretty good at it themselves. But the Kryptonite have mastered that, and I think they're the ones that originally brought it out. The Innovators, for sure. But what pisses me off about them is I don't remember a single time the ball has gone immediately to the back stack, back stack yeah. receiver quarterback, That's and he's taken off and ran. That's yep. the mistake. Like you, that, that play doesn't incite fear in anyone if – that guy is not a running threat. All he is is a safety valve at that point. I, I think I said that in the booth at one point. Like, you're passing it to him, and he's standing back there looking. To, so, for a minute, they have to account for him, but then they go, oh, well, he's just going to throw it so we can drop back. So, and, it's not really a threat, so it's not being utilized the way it should, in my eyes, from the booth. And that goes for every team in Vegas at the quarterback position. So, that's yeah. a second quarterback right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not a single one of them steps up in the pocket. Nope. They all hike and back up. That's awful. Right, right into a the sack. rush and the sack. Right yeah. sack. Instead of stepping up in the pocket and giving themselves room Either to throw in time. Or a turnover. And I hope that me, I, me and Coach Q had this conversation this weekend. I was like, if your quarterback would just step up instead oh, yeah. of running backwards five yards and running right into the sack and would step back. up, he would. One be quarterback good. in Vegas steps up in the pocket, JG. Yes. Yep, JG yes. does. Yes, he does. Very rarely does. do you not, see. Not Scooter, him. not Trey. Nope. Very rarely do you see JG backpedal. He's always looking. He's always looking. To, he's always looking downfield first. He'll run if he has to, but he's just in the pocket. Either. In the pocket. First progression. Second possession. Third progression. Cli- oh, climbing the he, entire time. He either, stands, your first possession. he either stands absolutely still from where he snaps it and lets his linemen push him around him, or he steps up into the pocket that they create for him. And not to mention his different arm angles of the way he throws oh. the ball, the way he slides on the three quarter release, how he can just hit it to where. He can shoestring it if he wants to, and his receivers will go catch it. So, rest of Vegas, there's some free game for you. Yes. Going backwards. When you're in a shotgun, dropping back is weird. Like, you're yes. already back. Yeah. Why are you dropping back? Yes. Like, you were running away when from you your pocket. When you start three to five yards deep, you yeah. don't need to run any deeper. That is your pocket. You don't need the five, seven-step drop if you're playing under center. You don't yeah. need to do that. I, absolutely. All right. So, moving back to the rest of this. If you've got this is uh, where this is where the real shit comes in. Will you look at Vegas? I got uh, Northeast right here. All right, so Vegas, Vegas Force, the East, Patterson, Patterson U. U. <laughs> Ooh, that's gonna be a war. Mm. 
That's going to be a war. Historically That's speaking, and what war. Patterson used done this season versus what the Force has done this season, I give the nod to yes, Patterson. Yes, yep. ab- they, absolutely they are no per- argument. They're yeah. a perennial champion. They only lost the championship by a two by yeah. by, by what two yards yeah. this last this on an last extra year. point or something like yeah. They avenged crazy. their loss with the BIC yes, already lost yeah. to the Watchmen in dramatic fashion against the BIC. It came down to the last seconds. They might. That game be a, always does. Though. Yeah, normally does. They might be a better team without the greatest quarterback in A7L history and Huff on yeah. their squad, and it, that's weird. I don't. I don't understand how it works, but right. they might be a better team, and maybe it's because they're more organized this year. I don't know if you guys listen to the the other podcast and as much as I do, but I was going to say they were kind. They kind of were a better team with with Huff. Right, but last so, year's organization didn't come together the right way, and this year's organization is, and maybe that's the difference, but I, I don't know. So for me, I think Patterson U right now is a better squad than the Force. Okay. So this is oh. what concerns me, because the way this is now stacking up is yes. we've talked about the middle of the pack of both both divisions, yeah. and at that middle of the pack, I we've said and agreed that the middle of the pack of the East is better, is better than the middle of the pack of the West. Yep. Right. Okay, but... Now let's talk about the top. This is yeah. where things change this up is, for me. This is, yeah. So at number two in the West is Sick with it. Yes. And number two out East is BIC. Right. I think those are two evenly matched teams. I would agree. Absolutely. I, agree. And I know that Sick has fallen, has risen in the standings, number five, and BIC is probably what two or three right now. I think so. I but can pull it up. I, I mean the Insomniacs and Sick. Just like we talked about BIC and the Patterson U last season, the point differential for their game was three was three, three points. points. It's not like they got dominated and they've literally have blown out everybody else they played besides the force. So well, and just just to point it out real quick, um, the guys got let's see BIC at number three, yep, and sick at number five. Right. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Here, here's where it gets difficult for me because I'm looking. Again, common opponents were were equally as tough up at the top. Right. I think if you look at sick, they scored seventy one more points than BIC and allowed four less. But against that's pretty evenly against what we've all just said are lesser teams in Vegas. But, not lesser, but not as yeah, good not, as the not t- as if we good, put playing head to head. I don't feel seventy one points lesser though. I mean that's and that's where my sure, that's where yeah. my that's where that's sure. where it gets hard for me where I think there I give the nod to sick this year just with what they've come with the organization the talent the communication like I don't think there's anybody on that sick with a team that is selfish they will step off the field and let somebody else come in and get, get their, their shine, shine and not give a damn and then come in two plays later and get their shine back like they're not everybody's getting theirs with that team that rotation's ridiculous yes it is and tough to stop. And I don't see that same rotation out of BIC. Nope. nope. They've got eight to ten guys that are standing on the sidelines that rarely get to play until they're up by 20, 30 points. Yeah. Sick, we're seeing Rotations a rotation all of the 25 time. to 30 they stay, constantly. Just... They stay fresh. They don't get tired. No. So are, are we going to sit here and are we ready to say that we collectively think that Sick today is a better team than BIC today? Yes. Casey says yes, without hesitation. Sick being better than BIC right now? Yeah. I've got a little bit of hesitation. I want to see, I want to go back and watch, rewatch Patterson versus BIC. The, the, the most recent one? Yeah, the most recent one. Um, 
that game was a uh, was a really good well, game. Watch, watch the, uh, them against the Watchmen as well. Yeah, because well, even though they lost that game, now oh, no, they me, won that they won that game. Sorry, don't get me wrong. I if I've got to if I've got to go with it right now, I'd say that yes, sick is better than BIC right now. Dub. Well, I've been the president of the Sick with a fan club all season long. Okay, so I'm not going to go against them now. Where's your orange shirt? Yeah, yeah. Hey, in the hey. mail. You know what? You better <laughs> you better hit you better hit up Mark and get a shirt, bro. Well, well, like, well, well again, just just by Bay Area ties alone, because that is E40's record label, Sick with the Records. I'm. So there's that Vallejo, California tie. Sprinkly, mate. <laughs> and I was going to say maybe a little shameless plug, but there could be some A7FL Nevada merch coming soon. Absolutely. So. so, all right. So for me, I think that they are very evenly matched. I don't think that I can see one thing or the other that gives either the edge and different than what I was talking about with every other team in this division or in this, in this league. BIC has obviously the veteran A7 guys, but sick is a veteran squad of a bunch of veteran guys who have played together for a very long time. And I don't think that the A7 veteran leadership versus their veteran leadership in the games that they've played gives BIC an extra edge like I do with the rest of the, squ- the, rest of the teams like we've talked about before. I think they've been together so long and know each other so well. You can do so many things off of a look that they stay even with BIC for me. I think neutral site, it... <sighs> Be a good game. No. It'd be a really good game, yeah, but, uh, but at at New Jersey, BIC yeah. wins in Vegas, right. and Vegas sick right. wins. That's I, that's how I was going to say. Does does BIC really have a return threat like Lavish. does with Lavish, the best in the country? Okay, okay. Uh, Hollywood Ashanti worthy. Okay, the league's MVP last season. Okay, or offensive. I'm sorry, league's offensive player of the year. Okay, yep. Yeah, so I thought that's where. Yeah, that's where he's at. So yeah, that, yeah, he, mm-hmm. he is an absolute beast, and so is that think, the difference maker? Think Savion. Just as fast with extra thirty pounds and big shoulders and big oh, arms. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, boy! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the Hulk. Yeah. And can play quarterback and is that, a, an absolute stud receiver as well. Yeah. So, can can you keep him? The the thing then becomes: Can you keep him off of the field? <laughs> right. With a so, three on one. So thank mm-hmm. God, Savion mm-hmm. plays in the Vegas division. Thank yes. God, lavish. Thank God, KJ Burrell. Then that guys get to chance to try to stop them because had they not we would have seen a lot of what we saw what the force saw when they played bic in the in the elite eight Getting last blown year. out by this, a they, you, they could mm-hmm. not stop the returns because they had not practiced it they didn't understand what speed and shiftiness looks like on a turn on a return when there's some strength to go with it everybody you can find speed and shiftiness you know at the high yeah. school right now yep. speed and shiftiness with strength and size yeah that's a game changer and well. and I think it was Reek that had Hollywood in his grasp, and then he gave him a stiff arm within the grasp and broke free and took off, and nobody could track him down. So basically you're telling me that he's like uh, RTC. As a returner. Yes. yes. Yeah. As a returner, that's but, scary. But shifty, because yeah. RTC isn't shifty. No, RTC's just going to run he, you he's, over. He's, he's just full force. He, he's a contact. boss. He's going to run you over. Yeah, he's, he's looking for contact. Gone. Yes. <laughs> and right. if you're going to stand in his way, good luck. Right, and balance to beat the band. But yes. he's, he's, he's not decision. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, so, and, so, and the then, last one? I mean, the last hold on, one with... Hold on, hold on. We got to oh. go. So, Vegas, Insomniacs, yeah. East, Watchmen. So, before we get into the comparison, I just want to say, how interesting is it that a team from Baltimore is the number one team in the East right now in the standings? Right. I, I've, I've not been an A7 fan for a very long no. time, but that hasn't been what's no. been happening the last two seasons. No. And 
it's real cool to see that their super Baltimore team is showing up. Yeah, is actually performing like a super team. Save save their loss but versus the BIC. Keep in mind one thing too: we are talking about number one and number two in the national top ten. Yeah. Yep, in the national was, top ten. And right. I was going to say so. So basically, they had this discussion already and said that they thought the Insomniacs were better. Then, well, they had to. The otherwise, yeah. why wouldn't why wouldn't they I have mean, them at number one? Exactly, exactly. I, so, I don't think how do that we the how do we argue with that? Podcast actually said that they thought the Insomniacs were better. I think they said they deserved the number one spot because they are undefeated. And what they said a hundred times on on their podcast: you have a problem with not being number one, don't fucking lose. Exactly. Well, that makes sense right. too. But I mean, the points against by both teams is just a shade of four yeah. points. I mean, the Watchmen only have given up sixty nine points all year. Insomniacs, 65. only 65. Yeah. That's insane. 333-4 that for, for the Insomniacs and 281-4 for the Watchmen. Because I would just love to see so, how the defense of the Insomniacs matches up against the linemen of the Watchmen. Just to see if they can contain our AJ and Mr. McWilliams. Hey, yeah. by the way, um, because of the way this is put together, it looks like, and I can't tell, it looks like the uh, points... Yeah, points for 181. 281 for the Watchmen. And 333 for the Insomniacs. I've got it on two lines, so kind of point swing, it's... And again... Yeah, if you're talking about our, net, it's, for, if you're talking about net, it's 260 for the Insomniacs. For the Watchmen, 212. Is our middle 50 points lesser than the Northeast at that point? I don't feel that way. <laughs> but you know what? I don't have a problem with... Uh, with the way that national is put together. I don't have a problem with the top 10. Me either. And I think these no. guys have, have kind of vetted it enough yeah. and they have watched it, seen it, done it. So I think that they've, they've kind of put that top 10 together in a good way. Well, yes. and, and let me just say, because the film junkie that Corey Hammond is and the, and the, the unapologetic uh, conversationalist that Rob is, when they're in that room, with Matt's guidance figuring this shit out, I think that they are trying to be as unbiased as possible. And the reason that they kept sick down for so long is because they weren't putting enough on tape to elevate them to that five spot. And, and we were all disappointed based on what we were saw, seeing in Vegas, but we were only seeing them in Vegas. Yeah. We weren't comparing them to the rest of the country. And unfairly, we were giving them shit over not giving sick their due, but... They were actually really looking into it, and we weren't. Let, let's be real. Yeah. I mean, how many games before this week, before I challenged us to come up with 11 through 20, did you watch of other teams in the rest of the country? I know I've probably watched like four. Yeah. Zero. Right? Yeah, I'd, so, I'd watched one or two, but then this week I sat down and I started this past week, really started, especially after Sunday. I'm like, okay, I want to see these latest games to see how they went because it seemed like, again, for the second week in a row, the whole entire division was full of mercy rules mercy and blowouts. Rules and blowouts and shutouts. We've, had, we've yeah. had eight mercies in a row in Vegas. Correct. Yeah, that's crazy. We're getting rid of one of but them next week. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was gonna say. Two and weeks. That, and two weeks. And, and our two final weeks. game next next week was lined up to be the pit bosses versus the gold. But that now actually, those two. That was going to be game one. So we actually, oh, it was, so, was going to be switched to game so one. So let okay. me say it while we're on the podcast and there might be people listening. There will be no 11 o'clock game. On yes. this com- this Sunday, the twenty first, yes. and there is no game this Sunday. So if you are planning on either playing or coming out to watch a game at Bonanza High School this Sunday, don't. don't. You'll be the if only one that shows up. No, 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 no. You're, no, 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 no. you're, you're welcome tacos. to come. If yeah, looking, if but you'll be lot, the only one there. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for Lot J Tacos, he won't be there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're looking for Steve to take some pictures. He's not around. But then the following week, May 21st, we return. We're giving everyone the weekend off to spend time with their wives and mothers and daughters for Mother's Day. The following Sunday, we're sending the pit bosses and gold down to To L.A. California, yes. So we can see some common opponents. We can see how the vibes stack up against a Vegas team, even though the bottom two, it's it's still Vegas squad. There's still talent. Let's let's see what that looks like. Let's see what the end result is and give a lot of these guys an idea of what they're going to be dealing with when Vegas shows up with teams five and six. I think the so, bigger uh, question in my mind for those two games is do the Aces beat the Pit Bosses by 50, 60 points like they beat the Vibe the first two games? No. Or do the Vibe actually, or do the Pit Bosses actually compete with them and it depends on it depends on which pit bosses roster you send there exactly and it depends on who shows up correct let's be real yeah and and do they learn in a week how to actually use blackburn because he was train wrecking people on the sideline running through him when they handed him the ball unless he was being pulled down from behind because nobody blocked for him yeah right exactly right if if someone was in front of them, he was running them over. If yeah. someone was beside him, he, they were tackling him. So if they would pull the guard more, it would give him some room to run. Yes, it would. Well, they were pulling the guard on every play. They never had the guard stay. Right? You have to at least have the guard start from a regular position every now and then and not pull him every single time so people have an idea that you're going to do it every time. Anyway. Kind of giveaway. More free yeah. game. All right. So <laughs> do we want to get into the uh, next matchups or yeah. where are we at with this thing? We got about seven minutes left, I believe. So no, we got way more than that, right? What time it's we seven. To? It's six fifty. That's right. We, right. we end at seven. Okay. All right. Well, six fifty-three. Seven more minutes. We probably don't need to preview the matchups for next, the week after next, because yeah. we will be, we'll back, be back here, here next, next Wednesday, Wednesday and can do that. And then. We can do it then. Yep. Yeah. So you're saying the first game next Sunday is at one thirty, not eleven o'clock. True that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Sunday, May twenty-first. So, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> All right, so let, let's go to the uh, the chat here. And see how much flack we caught for that 11 or 20. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how much how much flack Casey caught for the 11 or 20. Well, was, it, well they love you. Wasn't oh, time. they do. They and love to the flack me. I don't care. <laughs> well, we, I don't know, we know mm-hmm. you don't care. I don't either. But, hey. Or as no. you would say, I gives no fucks. Nope. No, that's I have no fucks to give. That too. Well, not much here to talk about. We did have one guy say focus on 1 through 10. That 11, 20 doesn't matter. Well. Well, well you know, well. that's already been focused on there, buddy. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then uh, everything else is people infighting, talking about how bad Corey Hammond is or that he doesn't do this or doesn't do that. And God, one of the comments said, alone. Corey, no one would know who you were if you weren't on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Corey's a baller. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And you know you gotta you gotta give it to some people too when they're good people. And Corey's a good guy. I mean, th- he is. I mean, Corey's my comp. I mean, he has yeah. the same gameplay that I did. Yeah, get, you know whether we look at it for gameplay or whether we look at it as a person. I mean, people give people a lot of shit because they don't agree with them. Let's face it. You know, hey, you don't agree with me, fuck you. Yeah. So let's be real. Who cares? You know, Corey catches a lot of flack. He's a good guy. Get to know the man before you keep giving him flack. And Corey will tell you that what you hear. time in the league, too, so that. Right. And Corey will tell you that what you hear from him is the character he plays in the public on the podcast. That's not who he is as a person all the time. Not even close. I mean, he and I have had long conversations about football. The guy is very knowledgeable. He's a good guy. He loves family. And, you know. Like I've told him, hey, next time you're out in Vegas, you're more than welcome to stay over here, man. I'd love to hang out and drink some beers and talk shit. So, 
when me and him talked in Bullhead City in the fall when he came out, we talked about this. It's on the podcast, we say things that bring entertainment value. Because if we said how we really felt, a lot of the times there would be no entertainment to it. So, so we did have uh, Big Rob Fabian comment in the group. He doesn't give a shit about what we're talking about. He says the studio looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Thanks, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised by Rob. He nah. says the presentation is beautiful. <laughs> okay. yeah. There you go. Well, good. Well, at least we know we're in the right spot. Well, like I said, this is so, heaven. So this is definitely you know I'm just looking around and because we you know we're kind of filling stuff, but I'm looking over there and you guys can't yeah. see this, but there's some some seats over here that we can have guests at and kind of fill some air and you know it's it's going to be nice I, i'm really yeah. really enjoying this uh the studio so yeah this is a good choice Juan, can, we, vibe. can we mix that over there if we had more people at the same time or does it have to be one or the other okay all right good to know good do you ever do know. anything on these other couches over here besides casting <laughs> 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 oh you didn't hear that he already hit that one. come on <laughs> All right, guys. Well, so, I think we beat this this horse to to death. Uh, three minutes left. Do we want to do parting shots? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'll start. Uh, shout out to my beautiful wife, Jennifer. Uh, thank you so much for your help last night. Uh, this world isn't the same without you, and I love you to, with all my heart. Thank you for allowing me to play football or play my football games and try to do this thing the right way. You've been an absolute staunch supporter, and I love you with everything. Don't make me cry, dude. <laughs> I could have died last night, dog. Yeah. Well, no. you you saw the pictures I put in the chat of what of what I walked out of. Well, and, and you know what? Let me rewind. Let me and and uh, big thank you to my mom and her new husband yes. who uh, actually came and supported the, the the whole night as well. My mom was absolutely crazy, hitting me in the head to keep me awake just because she thought that was the she right didn't thing to do. Like the fact you were and, falling asleep, and I did I didn't punch her for it like, <laughs> I, did, like, like I did when I was a kid. Well, but. if anybody's met your mother, they know that's the way your mother is. Though she's she's mm-hmm. gonna have her way. Yes, she she's is. gonna have her way, and yes, I love her is. for it. Thank you, mommy. Yep. Dude, my mom's five three, and I'm still scared of her. Terrified. Anyway. <laughs> and eighty years old, eighty one years old. So God bless her. Yeah, she put up with my ass enough. Anyway, so go ahead, Dub. Um, I'm just looking forward to the playoffs and just see um, what Vegas team, which Vegas team can basically just go and represent us and try to bring us a national championship. I'm just looking forward to seeing it. And like I said, I've had the time of my life being with you guys. Like I said, I appreciate you guys accepting me and welcoming me into your league, welcoming me into your brand of football and just trying to, you know, as I've always said, be the good teammate. So I'm just appreciative, grateful. And I just, you know, I, lo- I love being around you guys. I really do. You make us better. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I guess I'll go next and say that um, I'm going to do one for me and one for Vikings. I know where he'd take this. So (laughs) Um, kind of go the same way. I'd like to thank my wife because she puts up with my shit all the time. And and when I was leaving the house today, she's like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go do the podcast. She said, I thought you did it at home. Yeah, forgot to tell her. Anyway. (laughs) Thanks, hon. Love you. Um, So... You know, there's there's that, and then there's me that I'm really interested in the playoffs. Um, the one thing that I can really honestly say is that I wish that we were putting more than one team uh, that can go to the championship or, excuse me, go back east to play for the championship. Um, it is it is what it is, but uh, I think that Vegas' time is now, and I think that um, we have – they always talk about a championship window. I think we have probably in the next three or four years – um, Vegas is going to win a championship. I have no doubt. And if it's this year, that 
is well within that that four year window. So I I really do think that they're going to win a championship. And then I'll say it for the Viking, Vegas First against everyone. Everybody. Period. Right. Well, he would say every fucking body, but you yeah, know. every fucking. I try to I try to keep it clean. I guess I don't have to. I mean, we love right. you, Scotty. Right. right. Once we get on Fox, we will. But for now, so, yes. Yeah. Let the shit for now, out. we can say whatever the hell we want. Right. So, and for me, man, I'm excited. I'm glad we have this next weekend off, but I, I don't get the weekend off. Even though I'm not broadcasting football, I will be involved in a three-day event at Westgate for boxing. So that'll be fun and exciting for me. That's the next sport so, I want to do. So You have no idea. Plans to bring you in you have on no some idea. of that in the future. Absolutely. Um, so, But I'm ready for the last week and see what it brings and see what kind of mix-up and shake-up we get within all the teams because everybody's finishing with strong games, it seems like. Um so I think that's going to do it for us, though, gentlemen. Until next time, I'm Casey Cox. That's Chris Vera, Double D, Derek Duncan, Double A, Anthony Alvarez. I'm Casey Cox, and this is The Other Side of the Ball. Or we'll see you on the, on other, the other side, side of the, of the ball, ball, like you normally say. All right? No pads, no helmets. All, all action. action no problem. Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town.